Though there is uh, a deep longing for love, somehow we, on the conscious level, in our daily living, we ignore that hunger. For anyone and everyone, I would say, unless someone is really uh, serious about enjoying love in daily living, uh, irrespective of your belief, <coughs> even those who uh, are very very um, vociferous in proclaiming that everybody should have equal opportunities, etc., etc., in life. When it comes to personal enjoyment of love, I think people are not at all bothered about that. <clears throat> Take any family, whether they belong to this religion or that religion or no religion at all. A child wants to be touched, talked to, given all the importance. And there's no difference between an old person and a child for this longing. Years of life will not make them feel that they are fed up with love. Just think of any time whether you have heard somebody saying, I have enough love. On the contrary, we have seen our grandmothers or grandfathers who are very <coughs> prone to get hurt if the grandchildren did not go to them first to greet them, etc. But greeting is a way of experiencing love, contact from other person. Same thing happens to us uh, in any, any pause of superiors <clears throat> of any type, leaders of any type, they all want to be respected. Respect is not away from love as such, it's part of love. But it may happen that many people only care for respect, not for that real affection. But our love, our heart is always yearning or hungering after this love. And some people are very <clears throat> restricted in receiving love only from their uh, blood relations or from their friends. Others, they don't care as such. And in the relig religious life, most of us forget We have come, we have left home with whatever mixed motives or pure motives we had to or join the religious life. 
I think not a single person came for unhappiness. Not a single person joined to have life without any love. But maybe all of us are very, very foolish in our lives, daily living, missing, not really missing. We are proud or we make special effort to miss love. And one uh, shortcoming or limitation is this, that we think we can supplement all this love, what we miss knowingly or unknowingly, through our prayer or through our uh, pious practices or in short, through God. And that's a real mistake. God has never told us, you only come to me for love. And this uh, part, most of us have missed. Why did God in whatever way it is given to us, said, love God and love your neighbor. He could have said, you love me only and you will be full. And our religious life in a week makes us away from people. We are afraid of people, that we, if we come close to people, we lose God. And uh, now it is not like that. Earlier in my time, 50 years ago when we joined, and much more before that, a religious has no, no right to relate with his or her own family members. And I remember my aunts used to come home to my mother's house. <coughs> they couldn't enter the courtyard even. We had, I still remember as a small boy of four or five how they used to carry the tables and chairs down outside the courtyard, down to the road. Because any contact with family was dangerous. You lose your belonging or dedication <coughs> to God. And it was considered as almost a sin or something very anti-belonging to God. In another word, religious life. And I still remember <coughs> this uh, example, which I now can forget. 
One sister was telling me <coughs> that uh, she had to go and serve a benefactor, a bedridden benefactor. She had to even stay at night <coughs> in his house. And I don't think he was such a great benefactor. But if that sister's father or mother needed such help, <coughs> she would not have got an order like that from the superior. She would not have got permission at that time. But later on I have come to know that there are certain congregations. Even in the novitiate, <coughs> I have seen a novice was sent to home because mother had knee problems. She was a doctor herself. And most of the time she was in the novitiate, that congregation. So these days there's much more opening. Parents are not important. Benefactors are greater than the parents. And if, <clears throat> and how many people I've come across in my retreats <clears throat> saying that not too many people, but there are, they could not reach home before their father or mother died. When the phone call or information came, <clears throat> they were not given permission. Father is serious or mother is serious. But we can belong to God. That's why again and again I, I go on stressing this. God is more important for us and our own human beings are not important. And this has made us to believe or behave or consider, look upon other human beings as not important. And that's why again I want to repeat, religious life may be the wrongest place for loving. We're just ordinary human beings in the families or outside the families, they can love without any fear. They can have friends with the neighbors, unless some families have problems among themselves. Parents wouldn't like, or brothers or sisters wouldn't like to have relationship with such persons or families. <clears throat> there are some exceptions. But as a whole, we religious won't feel that our hearts are just open to anyone. And the amount of jealousy in the name of love or loving or friendship among us, the same kind, same gender or with the opposite gender is terrible. We can become very, very inhuman and plenty of prayer, plenty of all this hypocritical show on a Sunday, the money spent on flowers 
is not a small amount because Jesus requires flowers, otherwise he will have scratches in his throat, like I have throat problem. Almost every religious house will have multiple prayer places. One prayer place is not enough. You go, go around here, seminaries here, the convents here, and convents you can remember and all. But many houses may lack a room which is quiet, free from noise and disturbance, even smell from the kitchen for a sick person to rest. The same religious house. But Jesus will have some extra, extra rooms. So, on one hand, this forgetting or neglecting to enjoy human beings, enjoy human beings, is very, very rampant in our religious life. And on the other side, the friendship between of same genders or opposite gender. There are dangers, <coughs> misuses, etc. Because of that, you don't love. There is there's a danger that you may fall into the river, so don't go to, even to the bank to see. <coughs> You remain one kilometer away. Once we went for a picnic and our novice master had some bad experience with boys or something. So most of the novices knew <coughs> swimming and there was a river. He had already forbade, forbade them, uh, forbidden them that uh, Nobody should enter the water. So they had all the, all the day picnic without getting themselves wet, play with water. Like the most Indian and especially pious women. Jesus could take bath in public. But the Indian religious people, women, can they enjoy natural water, God-created water? I feel so sorry that the Indian women cannot become natural. They will go for picnics, they will go to the seashore, and then they have a nice sea bath over the feet.
So we have unnecessary restrictions to, in the name of protection from dangers and all that. But we are missing the wholesale missing love because we cannot trust one another. And today it is much more, as the days are uh, passing by, it's much more. Show me one religious congregation where there is no hatred and somewhat good love. I will never believe in India we have such congregations. Everyone is cautious about others. One thing is inevitable because administration and living together become today's novice will be tomorrow's provincial. Today what we have uh, told in privacy will be known by the the superior or uh, administrator after some years, which will be dangerous. We don't have that heart of non-revenge. What we hear is bishops are constantly taking revenge on their priests whom who would not support them or worship them or lick their boots, etc. Same thing in the religious life also. So all, if I make a statement like this, all are frightened of revenge in, in the most loving religious communities of any congregation. So if we are honest, we have to sit and cry in front of the Eucharist. We cannot enjoy love much because we don't have. We cannot have. Love is just a Free. Today I may love, like this person, tomorrow I may not like this person. But ours is like what? Like marriage. Once you make a pro pro marital promise, till the end it has to be kept. <coughs> One thing we <coughs> forget also is human relationships are not that permanent, stiff, and to be kept up at any cost. Okay. So when we have persons who have betrayal experiences, they close up their hearts. It's easier to close up than to open up our hearts. So unless we uh, realize, I have left my parents, I have left married life, 
I have left many of my personal things. Maybe economically there are many advantages in the religious life. But I have not come to experience an empty heart. Many of us forget. Many of us equate religious life with empty heart, not with a loving heart. And many of us have even forgotten to be just naturally, just uh, naturally affectionate. How difficult it is for us to say a good word to our companions. Think properly, think seriously, don't bother about this lighting of the candle. 99% of you will jump up if the candle goes off here in the middle of my talk or during the mass. But if somebody is vomiting or falling unconscious or something, 88% will be immovable. That many people won't jump up as the candle goes out. This is not a joke. This is me first and you also. I'm not excluding myself. In our religious life, with our prayers, with our pious practices, we are becoming stony, stone, stone, rock, patthar. If you don't understand what is stone. <laughs> and I don't think I am wrong. My heart did not become soft. Then how can your heart become softer? <laughs> we are, and in the scripture what is told, I don't want your candle, I don't want your, <coughs> don't want your decorations, I don't want your uh, flowers, I don't want your singing. I want your melting heart for which me and you don't bother. Even after eight days of retreat or whatever type, you think our hearts become little mellowed? Watermelon, if we keep watermelon, if you take the fresh one, it's hard. But after some days, it becomes mellowed, soft, no? But our hearts, even after Silver Jubilee, and I have celebrated Golden Jubilee, heart has not become sharp. It's, it's become a harder stone. And that's the effect of lack of love. Our, our religious life, unmarried life, is the first-rate encouraging factor to be hard-hearted. Show me one priest who will not be mad if he is disturbed at night during his sleep. 
next day. But a mother can be disturbed five times, six times or more. She won't be mad next day. For days and days, because of children or various other factors. We are losing our elasticity of our hearts because we are singles. I'm not talking against celibacy, don't misunderstand. Our single situation, our beds are always dry, not wet. You go to a family, you may get urine smell of the children and the mess that the children make. And our convents, our priest houses and all, very, very clean all the time, most of the time, except some priest rooms. <laughs> okay. If you come to my room also, you won't be very happy. Okay. <clears throat> so this uh, singleness, I would call it that way, makes us gradually unable to touch, relate to others with our heart. Our hearts become isolated. And what normal people can do, we cannot do. Okay. In, our, in our communities, if somebody puts their hand over the shoulders of others and all, and uh, normally we see and all, and up, it's at once, even to the holiest person, will, will what comes to the mind is a doubt. Is it good? Is it okay? But in a family, it will never happen. What is normal? What normal touches, etc. Not suspected as dangerous, sinful, missing God, etc. First of all, we, have, we cannot be normal. That's why most of us are abnormal people, no? Among the religious, you can find really normal people, including me. <laughs> we are not normal. So don't simply hear, <coughs> at least some way, some change theology. I feel very sorry when, when sisters are sent forth, Theology, one year, two years, and three years, and four years into PhD and all that. Have you seen any priest who is useful with this theology? Four years of theology. And poor women, they are thinking, with theology, we can, we can equalize with men priests. So we will not be any more below them. Blind, 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 stupid ideas. Go for something useful for people. Theology is not useful for people. 
you have not found us priests with our theology useful for you okay. one man thinks this way another man thinks that way god is this way that way. <coughs> and we have to study all that ah in 16th century in that monastery one Hmm. Yes. And we have to study by heart. <clears throat> okay. Nobody gets enlightened by somebody else's teaching. And you young people think you can never get enlightened without loving other human beings. you go for 3 years theology one year theology or four years theology or more you will come back with more closed heart of yours and all the other other ones illiterate because they have no bth they are all illiterate ones what do they know they can only teach our father first communion their level of intellectual theological level is that holy communion teaching level and this will be on top looking down upon everybody else learn something to something which is useful for the people around whether they are rich or poor human beings and our general has started thinking <coughs> how to change our, our the theological path during the theology schedule subjects and all to make it useful for modern world and we priests are stuck with that four years of theology whatever notes we have you you people have the opportunity you know to listen to professors and students and and young priests and all all will be around one type of theology only you know you hear anyone different so limited we are with our knowledge so you forget theology is not going to liberate you only thing which liberates you is loving others and it's a misery in our religious life it is impossible to love others